Welcome back all. This week's episode, a horror flick, if you can call it that, Jared. Mm. Leprechaun. Yep. 1993. Once again, Gibbo's not with us. Obviously, we, uh, we're recording these back-to-back, so he's still out. Um, but I'm sure he'll be looking forward to talking about this one next <laughs> time we record. <laughs> I think it was a mercy. <laughs> a I mercy think that he's not here. I think Gibbo basically said, "Yeah, yeah, you guys go ahead." You know, I don't, yeah, I don't want to talk. I want to get my thoughts together on what I'm going to say because uh, I don't think he was a big fan of hearing about it. No, we tried to roll this one out on him a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, he wasn't happy then, so I'm sure he's not real happy now. All right, as we've got no um. What we've been watching, let's just dive straight into the trailer for Leprechaun. Please do. Can't wait. The luck of the Irish is being packed and shipped to a little town in South Dakota whose luck may have just run out. Leprechaun, 1993, written and directed by Mark Jones. Now, he wrote for some TV shows like The A-Team, James Bond Jr., and Superboy, Jared. Mm. Remember that? Yeah, that was a steaming that. pile of super <laughs> shit. <laughs> a couple of seasons of steaming pile out there. Remember that book you had about Superman? That yeah. talked about how they started cutting budgets in the third season and all this yeah, sort of yeah. stuff? Good book. Yeah, very super, good book. Superman vs. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, very good book. Now, he also seemed to be into directing films involving small killers because he had followed this up with Rumpelstiltskin and then Triloquist. Jesus. (laughs) It was produced by Jeffrey B. Malian, who also seemed to enjoy small killer films by producing evil tunes and um, Alienator. The movie stars Warwick Davis as a leprechaun, Jennifer Aniston as Tory Redding, and Ken Oland as Nathan Murphy. The budget for this film was $900,000, and the box office was $8.5 million in the US. George Lucas surprisingly receives a special thanks credit at the end. Um, due to the fact that Warwick Davis was under contract to Lucas, and, and he gave permission for Davis to appear in this movie. Well, I don't think you thought, thought anyone was going to see it. Man, <laughs> man he, was, he, was, yeah, he was on set and Warwick's going, listen, George, do you mind if I make a movie about being a killer leprechaun? 
Yeah. Are you serious? All right. I want to see this thing. Yeah. All right. Kick us off. This is. Did a... you find a pot of gold here? I did not. <laughs> this is a kind of zero budget horror comedy stuff that's strangely enough got zero laughs and zero horror, which yep. basically makes it. Who who who's it for? Like all the way through it, all I could think of was who is this marketed for? Is this marketed to children as a comedy sort of thing? Uh, is it marketed to horror aficionados? Is it marketed to Jennifer Aniston fans? I don't know. Well, there were none I, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the film is incredibly inept, and I'm just surprised it even got made, let alone has six other sequels. I'm kind of baffled by the whole leprechaun situation <laughs> in general. I suggest this is bottom of the barrel um, for us. Not quite as bad as Jack Frost, but it's uh, it's marginal at best, and it's the uh, it's only worth watching to see what Jennifer Aniston looked like in the nineties. That's about it. Zero as point five out of five. Point five. I think Gibbo will probably go lower. Yeah, I reckon he might. I'm going to go with a one. Right. Look, there is a market for this stuff, and by this stuff I mean <laughs> this novelty. Uh, it's like you've got a movie out of a one-line idea. Pitch. Like, oh, look, yeah. leprechauns. What about an evil leprechaun? Yep, there's your movie. Here's nine hundred thousand bucks. And, yeah, you know, it's it's in the same realm as those you know things like the the slasher flicks that have Santa as the killer yeah, or yeah. something like that, where. It's it's just a, it's just a sort of one note idea and a bit of a novelty, and look sometimes it pays off. I'm a big fan of Wolf Cop, for example. Yeah, Wolf Cop is gold. Okay, so there's ideas like that that work sometimes. Or something like a Sharknado, which yeah. is ridiculously extreme, extremely ridiculous, but it kind of gets a, a bit of a following going. Yeah, because and, it revels in its ridiculousness. Yeah, right? and I think. You sort of hit hit the nail on the head. I think there was problems as to who this was going to be aimed at because once the, the comedy came in, the, the biggest problem is there's not a laugh to be had. Or Well, actually, there was one or two, but I don't think they were where the laughs were supposed no. to be. And then the other thing is you've got the sort of teen slasher movie uh, characters, yeah. but then in another way they're kind of like the Scooby gang or the Monster Squad yeah, or something. yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, it's just a bit messed up in that regard. Look, normally I'd, I'd be all for stuff like this if it was all out laughs. Or it's like you said, I think it's got to go to the extremes. It's got to have a bucket load of gore, and the humour's got to be got to be blessed, just just all over it. Basically, mm. I think with it with an idea like this, unfortunately, it didn't really hit. I mean, I don't. Yeah, can I just to... tell you, this is the second time I've watched it before. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. Have you seen Leprechauns 2, 3, 4? I've seen 2. I haven't seen beyond that. Right. I have not seen any of them until this. Look. Watching it now. I'm not, I'm not saying You're I not won't. You're not proud of it? I'm not <laughs> but, saying but, I won't see the rest of them. Look, if well, I find a five DVD package that's got all the Leprechauns, I'll be mate, watching it. My mate got the entire Blu-ray collection, including the remake, for $19. The entire Blu-ray collection? The entire Blu-ray collection. Jesus. So seven films. Um, he said Leprechaun was all right, so I, I basically just wrote off his um, integrity as a <laughs> reviewer right there. Look, look, I'm going to compare this. 
as the wrong end of something like Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, Thunder in Paradise is so utterly ridiculous. We had such fun with it. It's so badly made, yeah. but we had so much fun with it because yep. it was so stupid and – but it knew – it kind of – I don't know whether Thunder in Paradise 100% knew it was stupid. No, but didn't. But it was just made at such a dime store sort of style. <laughs> yeah. And, and – it just sort of somehow sort of caught fire as a bit of yeah. a laugh. This is like what it, this should have been. It felt like the Go-Go Brothers were still making films. <laughs> behind the cameras going, this is cool. Like, you know. But you know what I mean? Like this should have been like Thunder in Paradise. Yeah. If you really wanted to get something out of it, yep. you needed to take it in this ridiculous direction. Yeah, and, and I think they tried but didn't fully commit to it. And yeah, they didn't commit to it because if you're saying there was reshoots for gore, there wasn't any gore anyway, so oh, I'm no. not really sure what they reshot. Yeah. And what they added. All right, let's get into the likes. Got any? A couple. Couple. Aniston okay. is the big one. I think she actually shows a bit of promise. Character. I, the character's a bit painful to start, but she makes it likeable. Yeah, look. Um, she's, it's, not, it's not a stellar acting job. It's, like, terribly written. Um, but she's she she shows promise. You can see why there's probably what what I think there. you can see from Madison is she's got a a, a quality about her. A uh, again, screen presence is probably the word we bandy around a fair bit. But she's got that. Look, I've only recently come on board the Aniston acting train. I was never really her biggest fan. Hmm. I felt she was a little bit um, like she was perfect for Rachel in Friends. Like, that was always going to be her wheelhouse. But something like Horrible Bosses turned me around a bit. Yeah. You know, she showcased that she could take the piss and and, and do that kind of stuff. And I thought she was really good in that and, and yeah. got some real good laughs out of, you know, a different type of role. And so I sort of got on board. I, I, think, I think she's quite good. And in this, it's not a great role for her. And she's never, you know, she doesn't, she's not, doesn't do a great job, but she's practically fucking Meryl Streep in comparison <laughs> to the rest of this lot. I mean, there's a, there's a guy called uh, Ozzy. Ozzy, yeah. He is a, he is a bona fide, like they picked him, he was just standing next to the bloody craft service he's, he's been in other stuff. Has he? He was the only other bloke I recognised. Oh, dear Lord. I'll have to find out who he was, oh. but I've definitely recognised him in other he stuff. He was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And but the I mean, other geez, guy. He was written as some undetermined Mentally handicapped. Yeah, was that bloke. the gist of it? Yeah. Was he supposed to be um, yeah. a little slow? But it only came out when the kid said, I oh, will use the gold to fix your brain. Remember that conversation? <laughs> yeah, I vaguely, vaguely like, remember oh, that conversation. The, other, the only other lot. Li- tackling serious <laughs> stuff <laughs> in the wrong places. <laughs> Let's tackle mental health problems in a movie about a crazy leopard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds perfect. Yeah. The only other like I had was our mate, the main guy, who actually was in April Fool's Day. Mm. He is displaying a pretty impressive mullet. It's a cracking <laughs> mullet. Isn't He's it? also dressed in tight jeans, boots, large belt buckle, white singlet, and armless oh. shirt. Well, shit. He is geared up for daughter's double deuce, mate. He looks just like bacon in German. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does, true. except without the cowboy boots he and hat. Does. <laughs> he does. He looks like fun. But as I, I immediately thought to myself, he should be down at the double deuce, shouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, pretty much. Having a couple of quiet beers and a biffet. If we're um, if, if we're talking about <clears throat> costumes, Jennifer Addison's shorts, it's like they've 
It's like they've stitched the entire decade of the nineties into her shorts. <laughs> she's also wearing ridiculous. she's wearing LA gear. LA gear. And um the little kids wearing Red pumps. pumps. <laughs> I love that. Oh of course. Um I actually did have a couple of a couple of other likes. What were they? Leprechaun leprechaun on the tricycle in fast motion. <laughs> Loves it. Loves it. Again, I don't think that was supposed to be purely for comedy, but <laughs> it made me laugh. Our mate, the uh, that owns the the um, the the porn store, yeah. morning off goods. Yeah, yeah. been to death for the killed um... with a pogo stick. <laughs> <laughs> we just had yeah, uh, just Lord. just a, a couple of. Uh, just a minute or so of the most ridiculous imagery you've ever seen. Hey, on but film. yeah, what we needed more of it. We did we need more, more of, it. of that. I shit. was laughing, and then I sat there. And I said to myself, "I am sitting here watching a film where <laughs> a leprechaun <laughs> is killing a person by jumping on him with a pogo stick. What is wrong with my life?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I again, had a similar thought. And again, my final like was uh, the car. Again, a little bit of fun. Oh, he's going. Yeah, he's driving a little cart and gets pulled over by oh, the cops. God <laughs> almighty. That's really the watershed of the film, isn't it? There's a 10 minute sequence where there's a couple of ridiculous pieces that all happen yeah. one after another. Yeah. And again, you needed to go down that route. You needed to commit to that. Yeah, because the, thing, be really the thing for me, just a, that little bit of speeding up the footage and making that car look like it's flying along, that made me laugh. But then the cop pulls the thing over it. Oh, yeah. You look like you're a little young to be out driving. Oh, what do you mean? I'm 600 years old. And I'm like, the comedy was in the imagery. I was laughing at that. But then as soon as you tried to crack gags. Mate, let me tell you something. Benny Hill made an entire career out of fucking exactly. speeding up footage. <laughs> it was a couple of, you know, pants dropping and things like that. We would have been, been in. Sort of weird music and there you go. Well, I must actually say, although I, don't, I hesitate to make it a like, the costume's fucking ridiculous on the leprechaun, but mm. I actually like the look of his face and stuff. The yeah. makeup that they did on the face. Yeah. That actually looked kind of... It could have worked with a bit of creepy... You know where this film could have worked better? <laughs> okay. I'll try my best here. I hope you got a... But the leprechaun... Word, so, yeah. No, the leprechaun could have been sort of like the puppet master and had, like, minions. Kind of like... And I'll give you a scene that I think could have worked in this... Like in Demon Knight, where Billy Zane cuts his hand and spreads the blood on the ground and all those mm. demons come up and they do his bidding. Yeah. But Leprechaun <laughs> could have done that. Budget was involved. You've got a few that. people on the camera at once. But what I mean is he could have possessed a couple of people maybe. Yeah. Um, and it could have been a sort of a siege situation. They're stuck in the house with the, you know, they released the Leprechaun and then they've, you know, they're sort of being cut off by these Possessed people. Yeah. Well, to tell you to go into the dislikes, segueing immediately. Jumping I've on got that, nothing else. Well, jumping on that, there was one scene in the movie that showed showed up for me where some of the issues were, and it's similar to what you just said. And that was when he gets the cop, and he's in the the foresty kind of bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he starts to kind of using the magic and popping out from behind one tree, and then the yeah. next one. That, that could have been good. Yeah. That sort of idea with the leprechaun having a bit of magic that can work with some of that, that's where you get a couple of jump scares or you get a couple of creepy things yeah. happening and there was it was just flatline. Yeah. They tried to go for a few laughs with it. They tried, they, they lingered on shots of Davis popping his head out and giggling and yeah. stuff like that and it just 
destroyed it. And I thought to myself exactly what, or almost what you said, that would be the perfect opportunity for a couple of scary sort of visual moments. Mm. Just nothing. Absolutely nothing there. But to me, the leprechaun's got no menace. So that's yeah, why I'm saying it, it should have, have been possessed. That's what I mean. It could have had and it would have been in places He could like have that. had people doing his bidding and yet he's sort of puppet mastering and jumping out of the shadows occasionally to sort of create that well, sense. he's got the ability to, to seemingly, from that scene, to, to teleport or something like that or sort of make himself appear and disappear. Yet 80% of the movie we see him running away from people yeah. and stuff. like. It, it doesn't really mesh, and it could have been scarier without that. That actually goes into another one of my dislikes, is that Davis, is, Davis doesn't move very well. No. And it's not, I mean, obviously he's got his limitations there. He's, mm. uh, he's short-statured, so yeah. he's not exactly going to be sprinting around the place. Yeah. But they show it too much. They don't direct around it. Well. They just constantly show him in full, like full body shots and, and show that, Anyone that could that could crack into a slight jog would get away from him. Well, the the direction is terrible because yeah, is. how many times did you see people's legs yeah. running away, including yeah. the leprechauns, his feet? Like, what are we doing here? Like, you're not even shooting around him well. Like, if you wanted to shoot around him, you'd 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 smarten up a little. You'd get away from that. Well, they um, could have got someone else to do the running. Yeah, like, yeah. they did in Child's Play. Yeah, and yeah. things like that. The little uh, they shot around a doll for God's sake, but you can't shoot around a live actor. Yeah, but secondly, you could pick that leprechaun up and wring its neck. Mm. Anyone above of our height and so, our size. Could just pick the leprechaun up and wring its neck. Yeah. And at no stage did they really showcase its magic and supernatural powers. Yeah, and they the, the thing that they did too was like, because they constantly showed him in shots with other people, they immediately diminished the menace by having him stand next to someone and be up to their waist. And I understand. Sort of, sort of stand next to him going, yeah. Like the, the worst one was the bear trap, when the dude's caught in the bear trap. Yeah. They just show... in. Like, I don't know what they were thinking, but they just show a shot of everybody. So it looks ridiculous that Davis is sort of writhing on his leg, pretending to bite it, and everybody else is sort of standing a couple of centimetres away, not moving. Yeah. It's like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, what they should have done is had someone goes to grab him, you know, in the yeah. early stages, and he basically goes and just sort of throws them away or whatever, yeah. like using... Magic or power or whatever but the, yeah, to the, showcase he has some supernatural elements yeah. that make him difficult. And to I know do. he says at one point, "Oh, my powers are weak and all this sort of stuff," but then he uses them. So, yeah. but I mean th- that scene with the where the dude was caught in the bear trap, it just showed the, the like the limitations in the directing where it just gave us all this spatial awareness and and made it just look all look so ridiculous when the director's in charge of that the director shows us what he wants to show us so don't show us you know three people standing next to each other three feet taller than the 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 killer in yeah, this whilst scenario. the killer is laying on this bloke's leg, chomping <laughs> on it, it's we like, see three people standing there, like, just next to it, doing nothing. And it's like, you don't need to show us that. Just show us the guy on the ground. Then we don't know where the other people are. We don't yeah. really need to know that they're close. We could, they could have scattered. Like, we don't, you know, they just didn't didn't do any of that. It's like well. taking, there's a reason why Jason is so big. 
in these Friday the 13th films is because it's about the menace, the size of him. He's a scary, big, strong individual. In Freddy's case, it's more about he's a demon in the dreams. Mm. This had nothing of that. they shot around that too. They shot around Freddy never really appeared to be really small except in Elm Street 2 where they had him running around that party and you could see pretty clearly that Robert... That Robert England England was a lot shorter than everyone else. Yeah. But... You never knew that because they sh- all these shots from sort of down low and shadowed, and you didn't, you had no perception that Freddy was not that physically intimidating. Yeah, but I know it's harder with a leprechaun. I mean, and and, call, and a movie called Leprechaun immediately tells you that the villain's going to be quite small, hmm. and I understand that. But again, he should have been a puppet master, and he should have had. Well, he powers he need to, that could just still, throw people off, you know? You can still shoot around that. Like, the puppet master thing, yeah, okay, I, I think that's not a bad idea. But even without it, if you've got the limitation where you can't do that, you can still make it more intimidating than they made it. Mm. Um, even though we know it's a short little creature, and, uh, you know, it, it can still work. It can still be scarier than it was. Look, the film does at least have the common sense not to take any of this seriously. Like, it's not taken seriously. It's obviously taken as a bit of a laugh. But the problem is it's a really ugly mix of comedy and horror or alleged comedy and horror. I never... I kind of... You know what? I got the feeling of it. For the most part, taking away the deaths, I got the feeling that it was a kid's film. Yeah. That then had some minor gore attached to it. Yeah. To make it sold as a horror flick. Yeah, and that's kind of what I what I sort of said with the the crew being the Scooby Doo like to the squad. Yeah, they ne- none of them none of them got really that badly hurt. You never kind of felt like they were going to be sort of picked off. Yeah, in a way, and in the end, they all sort of survived as a you know they solved the sort of mystery element that they needed to solve and got him. But it was just like, I don't know, we, we, we spent an hour prior to that wasting time of them, the leprechaun chasing them and them stumbling towards, oh, he wants his gold. It was just sort of a waste of time. God, he, his, his dialogue, Warwick Davis' dialogue is just, it's, it's either bad quips or Very it's, um, I'm a leprechaun <laughs> or where's my gold? Couple That's of lucky it. charms gags. Like... You can't fucking you can't make a horror movie with that. No, like that's not that's not going to work for you. Yeah, like this stinks of capitalising on what you said. The market for this type of stuff that would have been probably novelty on the novelty stuff was on perhaps on the go because there was the puppet master films around that stage. And, yeah, you know, but sometimes it works. It does. Sometimes it's funny, and sometimes it is. They do work well as. Horror comedy. And at the end of the day, this made money if you're looking at it from a budget to box office standpoint. I mean, that's why we've got six other movies. <laughs> Bankrolls. Can't wait to get on the can you? I can't wait for it. I think we should do a, a franchise, full franchise of yeah. Liverpool. There's a child character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Pain in the ass. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's just annoying throughout. And... He's re- he he's gets buddied up with your your pal Ozzy. Old, old Ozzy, and and quite frankly treats Ozzy like shit. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He drops buckets of paint. Yeah, he's, he's a like he's that. a real prick. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's a prick. You can clearly see too 
whenever the leprechaun is involved in a physical situation, it's a child in a in the suit. Mm. For the most part, they actually cut away sometimes, and it's a a little it's a a, a boy who's actually a bit taller. Um, in several sequences, they they do that. Which then again, it, there, there's the other problem with the menace of the character. Once again, you cut away from the actual person who's in the suit to a, I guess you'd call him a stunt double or a physical double or whatever, and it just it just took you away from the, well, you know, what 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 it, what is the enjoyment I can get? Away from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It just, yeah, just it, once again, it just took you away from the fact that the, the character was in no way intimidating. The bear trap situation? He gets caught in a bear trap. Now, maybe, yeah. maybe, I, I, you know, maybe I don't know a lot about bear traps, but I, my belief is they basically cut your foot off. Yeah, they... Crack straight they, through I your bone. Break. And, yeah, yeah, break yeah. your bones and everything. Old mate gets out of the bear trap, then breaks into a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> all he does is wrap his neck and shoot around it. Adrenaline, mate. You're shaking <laughs> off. <laughs> Shake it off, he's funny, you say, bolt. <laughs> the special effects in this film. Brilliant. I mean, they are basically non, either non-existent. I, I, will, I will agree with you that I thought the face stuff was okay. And they probably would have done better with a lot of close-ups of him. Mm. Um, to, again, take away the idea, realisation of how, how short he is. Yeah. And just sort of take into the... The fact that his visage was quite grotesque. Yeah. But to me, there's not one... The gore effects are basically just fake blood. Yep. I think. What about the um, the teleporting where they did the old... Um, what is it? Was it scratch in the frame? Or... And he just disappears? That you know, where the, where the sort of... The blue light sort of shows up yeah. before he does. And... Yeah. Shit. Not great. Also, wh- when did you... You pour some gasoline down a well, and then the thing just explodes, <laughs> like you know, a fireball the size of bloody <laughs> the entire state. <laughs> but all you did is tip some gasoline down the well, and then oh, threw down a match. They were probably stretching the um, the science a little bit there. Yeah, I, look, I, I could go on forever with this, likes I'm sure. Mm. But the, ultimately, the, the problem what, with these is, what, can I just ask? What, there Why no did we re- cover this? Well, there was know. no reason for him to... Um, they've killed him, but then you just hear his voice down the well at the end. wasn't even some sort of explanation. Was it? <laughs> Although I don't... You know, I could say the same thing about Freddy and Jason a few times, but yeah. at least they attempted. Oh, yeah, Jason got stabbed and then a lightning bolt hit him. He's back alive. Okay. But I think all I heard there was just his voice was... I, I, <laughs> I'm... I'm... <sighs> I'm baffled by... You don't, you don't want to explain. Well... You don't care. <laughs> Jared, I'm baffled by the cult of Leprechaun. Yeah. Like the seven films. Now, this made some money on budget, right? We better, we better watch the other ones just to sort of <laughs> really um, research the topic. This launched some careers, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't... There was somebody... There was a star in one of them. There's well, Aniston in this Anderson one, but there's another star. Well, not a big star, but another reasonable actor. Are you talking actor. about the, you know, the leprechaun in the hood one? I think it was a... Ice, sticky fingers or something oh, like that. Ice Cube, Ice-T. <laughs> no, no, I think it was in uh, Leprechaun 4. Space. The one where they're in space. Better Google that. Trenchard Smith. I think it might be... Was it Angela Bassett or someone like that? It might have been. I can't remember now. But I don't understand the leprechaun series going for seven films. Yeah. It's like Hellraiser. I can't look. 
I'm going to sound like an absolute idiot, but I can, <laughs> I can see the reason why people would watch this stuff. Like, I, 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 I was sucked in in the 90s and thought, yeah, that could be a laugh. Yeah. So I can, I can see the appeal, but I just I don't know, after seeing it in action, how it got six more tries. <laughs> really. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Brian Trenchard-Smith, who directed three and four. But he's, his name on the marquee's not getting me there. No, it's not putting so to speak. No, and uh, you know Quentin Tarantino it's might love the boat. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I'm sure Quentin Tarantino wasn't watching Leprechauns three and four. Yeah, I think he stopped it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of shit. It's not a good film. It's probably right up there with the worst that we've covered on this podcast. Um, Avalanche Sharks included, Bigfoot. Um, yeah, well, Avalanche Sharks, Bigfoot. Personally, Madman. Oh, I hate Madman. Yeah, that's yeah. that's lower. Well, Jack I gave that Frost. Up. Yeah, Jack He's Frost. The pits. Yeah. yeah, I think Jack Frost is worse, yeah. but only just in comparison to this. Uh, and it's quite telling that there's. It's got a length on Jack Frost. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's got a length. Yeah, it's got sort of a couple of things that are better than Jack Frost, but really, it's a very, very poor film. Um, yeah. And even though you've, if you're on Netflix, you've got it. I wanted to sit there and laugh at it heartily, and I just couldn't. I could laugh, yeah. It just didn't get anywhere there. Uh, Any other dislikes for you? No, that's it. I don't want to lay the boot in too much. No, no. That's it for Leprechaun. Now, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and due to the fact that Jennifer Aniston started her career in this, this particular film, we're going to come back and just do a quick sort of overview of stars who started in horror. So it'll be a pretty decent list I've managed to to pull up. Mm. So it'll be an interesting discussion. Back in a sec. Hey, Tubby. You got a light for an old leprechaun's pipe? Need me in ten years. What? What are you? What do I look like, me lad? See that? The buckles on me shoes? Why I'm a leprechaun? Okay, so Jennifer Aniston got her start in Leprechaun. Now I'd suggest she doesn't talk openly about Leprechaun often. No. But she's not the only one. Now I've come across a fair list. Of it's a training ground, mate. It is a training ground. What is it about horror and you know opening your career in horror? Why do you think? Why do you think a lot of these actors in horror? Is it just simply well, low budget flicks? Yeah, simply they, these flicks can't afford names. Yeah, so, so they, they just get pick young up actors. <laughs> Sometimes you just happen to stumble across a young actor who then goes on to become a great actor. Well, the, usually. The reason why or these guys someone be... who's really down on their luck paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> Cash them. That's but, how you get a name. Yeah, no, but the thing about these guys is everyone on this list is has became a good actor because they were a good act, a, a, a cut above when mm. they were starting out too. Yeah, they had some talent. So they uh, come into a casting call and people go, tough, shit. Notoriously tough industry to crack. Yeah. So they get a, get a gig on any old, you know. Flick they can, which turns out to be some piece of shit horror movie. Yeah, and, and what happens and is that you know uh, Jennifer Aniston walks into a room to audition, and someone goes, "Fuck, yeah. <laughs> better get her shit." And then someone goes, 
Oh, geez, I saw that Leprechaun movie on the weekend. Pure shit, but that Aniston's got a bit of talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better get her involved in something. Now, I've got another question for you, Jared. You're a young actor starting out. You end up in one of these. Yep. When you're a star, how do you handle it? I'm all over it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about anyone who... I'm putting clips on YouTube myself. <laughs> so check this shit out. <laughs> I'm, going on, um, I'm going on talk shows, yeah. and instead of showing a clip from my latest film... I'm showing a clip from Leprechaun yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. Check Here's the latest out. one. Check this out. Yeah, I think you got to embrace it. Get some mileage out of it. Yeah, you got to embrace it because you know what? It's going to come up. Yeah. It's always going to come up. That shit's not going away, yeah. especially now. Especially now. Oh, shit. Staying forever. But the fact is, if the more you try and hide it and sort of shy away from it to, and, and feel embarrassed by it, the more it's going to get pressed yeah, on you. So you may as well just and, yeah. laugh about it. Yeah. A bit like the guy who was in Houseboat Horror, who went to, went to the Astor and laughed his yeah, ass off. That's right. <laughs> okay. Let, there let... was multiple car members there that night. <laughs> wasn't, there, the... wasn't the car man there? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, I'm going to run through a list here. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some pretty bloody good actors here. A couple of Oscar winners. Yep. Let's start with Viggo Mortensen. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Mm-hmm. Now, I actually haven't seen that. I have. Is it any good? Saw it when I was about ten, so I couldn't really tell you. Vigo, <laughs> I've never seen it since. No, I can't it's not, find it anywhere. No, it's, uh, it's the fact that we can find Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, but can't get through. Yeah, it's notoriously hard to find. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, surely there's a Blu-ray box. I remember, I remember um, the only vague memory I've got of it is when Leatherface pulls out like a mini saw at one point. He gets the chainsaw knocked out. And, Pulls out a mini sword. Pulls out a mini sword. <laughs> I believe Vigo plays one of the 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 family. family. Charlize Theron, Oscar winner. Children of the Corn Three, Urban Harvest. Mm. Now, Children of the Corn's another one like Hellraiser and Leprechaun that seems to have an endless supply of sequels. Yes. That's Stephen King's cash and them checks. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, mate. I reckon King occasionally says to his agent, what the fuck's this? Yeah. Why is there another check for Children of the Corn? King says, shit, I'm going <laughs> to buy a new car for somebody. <laughs> Kids on the blow up. Listen, the rights are open again. Thousand bucks. Who, who was? I have not seen Children of the... Oh, no, sorry. I have seen Children of the Corn 3. I haven't seen that one. I believe she's not in it much. So mm. it's it's a sort of a minor. Now, Children of the Corn, you'll find, pops up several times in this list. So <laughs> be aware of that. Holly Hunter and Jason Alexander in The Burning. Yep. Actually, Holly Hunter doesn't really have anything to do. I don't think she even speaks in The Burning. Watching Jason Alexander with hair and short shorts is quite... quite and I believe he's got a hairy ass, too. So it's fucking all round. All round, he covers himself in glory. Um, but he's actually pretty good in that. Didn't I, didn't I sort of throw out the accusation that he was already wearing a rug? Yeah, you, you accused him. Possibly. Much like you've accused Chuck Norris for 20 years. Hey, that's... that's there's, uh, there is supporting evidence of that one. <laughs> Basically, Alexander's actually good in the burning. Like he's yeah. part of the reason why the burning is one of the better slasher flicks because he's he's there's a there's a likability to him and, and all yeah. that. But you can see Costanza. Yes, you can. Him. Like you can see him. You can see him. You know, taking the Costanza route somewhere. That's a sort of that's a sort of new layer of entertainment to it. Watching it now with you know the, the Costanza catalog. <laughs> And then looking at Alexander trying to be sort of the smooth mover, and yeah. you think he's going back to his cabin, sort of <laughs> basting himself for being such a dick. <laughs> Tom Hanks, Oscar winner. He knows you're alone. Mm. Seen that recently. 
don't like to admit it. <laughs> he's in it. He's in it in a very, very uh, minor capacity. You can see that he had some talent. He doesn't get killed, which I think is a is a is a loss. I would like to have seen him get killed. <laughs> and it's the same goes with Jason Alexander. He manages to survive the burning, I believe. Now this was one I'd never heard of. Henry Cavill in Hellraiser Hellworld. Hmm. Have not seen it. No, I sort of make it a point to to steer clear of the Hellraisers. Yeah, really yeah. Um, I would suggest Mr. Cavill's not the best actor, to be honest. He's his luxury is that he fits the Superman suit perfectly. Um, his look and everything is perfect for Superman. But he's, you would not call him a, gro- a great actor. He's probably one of the lesser actors on this list. If you well, if you're judging it by the um, Superman films, <laughs> you're probably not going to be throwing him up for any awards anytime soon. No. Naomi Watts, she got to start in The Shaft, which <laughs> sounds somewhat untidy, yeah. but it's about a killer um, lift. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have not seen it. I refuse God. to. But considering I recently watched oh, Leprechaun, I think that I probably will. No, yeah, I have my limits. Look, if it props up on Netflix, I'm on it. Um, she was also in Children of the Corn 4. There you go. She had a major role in Children of the Corn 4. Fuck. She was the starring role in that. Children of the Corn's like just bloody a talent a, academy yeah. or something. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, imagine that. You come fresh out of Juilliard. <laughs> oh, I'm going to roll about the Children of the Corn yeah, for you. What academy are you from? Children of the Corn, yeah. <laughs> George Clooney, Return to Horror High. Mm. Uh, I have seen that. Oh, uh, he seen is that killed, too. which is good. Uh, he was also in Grizzly 2, which never actually got released, which is sad <laughs> because it's supposed to be quite outrageously Wasn't he funny. Wasn't Tomatoes as well? Yeah, yeah, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Fuck, George. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Look, look, Clooney, Clooney um, he chipped away, mate. He chipped, yeah, yeah. He took a he while persisted. to get into the business. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until his hair started graying. He was playing D-League for a long yeah. time. It wasn't until his hair started graying that people saw that he was an attractive sort of gem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt, cutting class. Gem. Call me gold. <laughs> Call me gold. Remember when he kicks that door yeah, he over? he does a big spin kick on <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. I want to find that field. We're going to cover it. Oh, oh, man. Brad Pitt, yeah, look, you would never have expected Brad Pitt to be... The star he became based on cutting glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty fair assessment. What? <laughs> We're obviously in a toy shop. <laughs> Jesus. Eva Mendes, Urban Legends Final Cut. Hmm. She also happened you to be... You hated that, did you? I fucking hated it. <laughs> bit about Absolutely the guns. hated it. The bit the about the guns. Gun the fact that none the of them were actual herbal legends. <laughs> Just yeah, that's bullshit stories that were made up. Yeah. She also happened to be in Children of the Corn 5. <laughs> <laughs> she was. I'm not joking. She was in Jesus Children of the Corn Christ. 5. I have not seen Children of the Corn 5. I stopped my Children of the Corns at 1. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I stopped my children of the corn watching it one, and I, similar to my leprechaun. <laughs> Gotta stop it one. Demi Moore was in Parasite. I think that was in the early eighties. Mm. Uh, she looked a lot different back then. It was pre-plastic surgery, I think, and it was it was a one of those sort of really shaky, bloody. I think it was European. 
um, killer. Sounds great. Animal flick or something. Ryan Felipe, Deadly Invasion, The Killer Bee Nightmare. It's a TV movie. Jesus. <laughs> and also, Children of the Corn Six. Are you there? I thought you said big games. Well, Ryan Felipe, <laughs> shit. Come He's on. back in Shooter. <laughs> Come on. Adam Scott was in Hellraiser 4, Bloodline. That was the space one. Is that the space one? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't believe it's a couple. You've seen it. No, I haven't. It's it's a space one. It was directed by Alan Smithy, who I believe you said wanted to take his name off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Smithy wants to have his name removed. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in Critters Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I saw Critters, but I don't remember seeing the sequel. I think I've seen parts of the one that he's in. I don't remember seeing the whole thing. Not though. good. I'm pretty sure I saw parts of it. Okay. Well, I mean, shit. It's a critter's movie. <laughs> yeah. Every, if you want me to go. Yeah, you know what? There's everything on this list is these fucking shit bloody, just like Leprechaun, yeah. these sort of weird novelty horror flicks mm. that go on forever. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger, two Oscar winners in one film. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation. Mm. Have you seen that? Horrendous. Dear, oh dear. They actually tried to get their names off this. I know. (laughs) They tried to bury it. And I tell you what, you don't bury it. This is what I'm talking about. You don't bury that. He's got that leg that he's controlling with like a TV remote. (laughs) (laughs) How can you not have some fun with that? I bet you recording he laughs about that every day. (laughs) I bet you every time he turns on the TV, he chuckles. He thinks to himself, that'd be my go-to gag. If I was sitting around my own house, I'd be turning the TV on and kicking my leg. (laughs) You're like Robocop. But you know what? If you were a mate of McConaughey's, surely you'd be bringing that up. Oh, regularly, regularly, that um, that was the one. And I mean, I'm not a big Texas Chainsaw fan, but that one was just at the end of it. I was Wasn't there aliens involved in oh, thinking... the, the bloke with the bloody maze on his chest or whatever it was. The... What I don't know. Oh man, that was yeah, that was way outside the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, chronology. Yeah, mythology. I don't know what it was about. I believe it was written by the same bloke who wrote the first movie. Mm. Uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug <laughs> <laughs> right now. Especially when it comes to writing your own sequels. Rooney Mara, Urban Legends, Bloody Mary. I've seen that one too. That was actually all right, wasn't it? I think I probably enjoyed it more than the second one. And well, it, was, it took it, it in a different... Was, it took an actual urban legend itself and yeah, it built the whole story around it. was essentially Candyman, yeah. which was basically a take on Bloody Mary anyway. So, yeah... Uh, yeah. Didn't love it, but... <laughs> I mean, there's not a movie on this list that I love. No. Except The Burning. I do like The Burning. Sharon Stone, Deadly Blessing. That was an early um, Wes Craven yeah. flick. I believe it was a TV movie. What about Deadly Friend? As good as that one? God, let's, not, let's not talk that up again. And the last one on this list, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was in Troll. Yes. She was. I think she might be a background player in it. I don't know yeah, if she's in it. Yeah, she wasn't one of the major ones. She's in there, though. Like, I, yeah. I mean, if only she was in. a weird one because that's another one in the sort of leprechaun realm where it was sort of, it wasn't really a full-on horror. It was, I think the rating ended up being closer to, like, PG, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was just stupid. <laughs> what about Troll 2, though? If only. Jim. <laughs> We're going to watch that. Now, that's where, that's where the So Bad It's Good Stuff is going to really work for like us. Like pieces? Is this yeah, like a pieces yeah. type? 
Don't you remember the bloke busting in and you can't piss on hospitality? I won't allow it. <laughs> Genius. Isn't the place called Nilbog or something? Yeah. yeah. Good yep. times. Yep. Goblins built backwards. Mm. Look, that's a pretty uh, exhaustive list. There's a hell of a lot of others, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I actually recall seeing, it wasn't a first movie, but um, Hilary Swank in the sequel to Sometimes They Come Back. Oh, yeah. I think it's called. I think that, I think that one was called. Sometimes, sometimes they, they might back. come back again. Sometimes they come back again. It was called. It was it? Yeah. Now there's about four of them too, isn't there? Three. Yeah. I think there's one set in the ice somewhere. Yeah, but they changed the name. Didn't they change it to like Ice Station Erebus or some shit like that? Jesus Christ. We <sighs> can't possibly be knowing all this sort of shit. Mm. We really should be getting a life, <laughs> shouldn't we? All right. That's a, that's the uh, the list of. The supposed high-class actors who have, you know, some of these people have won Oscars and Razzies. Mm. You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a good mix of people here. Yep. So my thinking hey, is... No one's above it. No one's above it. Of course not. No, mate, when you're barely putting look, food on the table, the you'll horror take fl- a roll in Children's <laughs> Accord, eh? And the horror flicks are the perfect sort of example of, you know, the same people you see on the way up are the ones you're going to see on the way down. Because, you know, ask Lance, Lance Henriksen these days. He's showing up in anything. Yeah, true. These sort of people that, you know, they they gave you your first break when they couldn't couldn't pay you more than, you know, food for the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll be the ones that are sort of sneaking you a roll when you've spent all your cash well, on. Well, the bottom line is horror, <laughs> horror was made for cheap. Yes. And when you were coming up, you could get a, a couple of horror rolls, mm. you know, Clooney style. You could get three or four horror rolls if you're that <laughs> desperate. Hey, um, working actor, right? <laughs> but what happens is hopefully your talent shines through that and you step, <laughs> you step beyond that shit. <laughs> not, not to knock horror because I love horror. Shines through like a pot of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It does. It shines through like a pot of gold. All right. If you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at thrillme at ionet.net.au or like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia or Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Keep an eye on the Facebook page and we'll let you know what the next episode's film is. But until then, take it easy. Gibba will be back for the next ones, I'm sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.